Welcome to Inside New Mexico. I'm Derek Underhill. Last week, our affiliate radio station in Albuquerque, KDAZ, hosted a block party for their show Off the Cuff with Dinah Vargas. Our chairman of the Republican Party, Steve Pierce, spoke at that event. Now, the Democrats are trying to get it to where we as Republicans are embarrassed about the flag. I ain't embarrassed about the flag, and I'm not embarrassed to wear the red that the Republicans have. We're going to fight to the finish because this state is worth fighting to the finish. It's been 90 years since Republicans had control of all three branches here. And the other side would say, well, you had the governor and you didn't do anything. I'm sorry you can't do anything without the legislature. You can veto bills, but you can't pass bills as a governor. All you can do is sign them or veto them. And so they've owned all three branches for 90 years. They own the crime here in Albuquerque. And by the way, it has set a new record already. The crime in Albuquerque has set a new record for murders. They still got four months left to go. Also, they own the bad economy. We have our young people leaving the state, the most valuable resource that we can have, and they're being exported to another state because they got no opportunity here. That's because the Democrats have been in charge. You know where they're going? They're going to South Dakota. I talked to Christy Nong. She said we got kids from all over the uh, Democrat states coming here. They're going to Texas, they're going to Florida. If you don't have the next generation, what you got to look forward to? I'm telling you, we must reverse that flow. But another thing is we have to stand for our constitutional rights, and that's what the Republicans stand for. We stand for faith, freedom, and family. Faith, freedom, family are the core values. I was just talking to the guys back here and the Lowrider Club. You see the cars jacked up? That's not your typical Republican audience. And they said, we do it for family. We want to keep our kids off the streets down in the South Valley. We want to keep our kids part of our family. And so they understand our values and they're out here today. If we as Republicans would get outside our comfort zone, then we'd start winning. I tell people the only way to win as a Republican is that you have to go where they hate you and you got to stay till they like you. It's that simple and it's that hard. If we're going to win as Republicans, we have to get into neighborhoods where they reject us and they have to hear, they have to hear who you are and what you're about. If you will do that, they realize that you don't hate them. They realize that they agree with you. They agree and they register as Republicans. This past two year cycle, we did some pretty dramatic things. They kind of got lost in all of the things of the election. But we registered 30,000 new Republicans in the last two years. That was the most ever that were registered as Republicans, the first time ever that we beat the Democrats. And so understand that nationwide, we only registered 300,000 new Republicans. In New Mexico, we had 10%. We don't even have 1% of the nationwide population, and yet we were able to register 10%. That's what we did as Republicans because we focused on it and we talked to our neighbors. Now keep in mind, your neighbors are not gonna choose to vote as Republican just by watching the TV ads. Their TV ads are as good as ours, and so nobody gets swayed by that. People get swayed by you. They get swayed by you talking to them, the power. It's the reason that in the Bible it talks about in the beginning was the word. It's you and I have the ability to talk to people. When they hear you talking and they see your face, they realize that you don't hate them, that you actually agree with them, that they agree with you. And that's when we begin to really take over New Mexico. But we're going to have to get outside those comfort zones. And it can't just be done by candidates. I was talking to a candidate uh, last week in Las Cruces. He said, I was knocking doors and I was changing them, but it's taken me 20 and 30 minutes. He said, I was eating up my time with that. He said, I should have been moving down the block. If you and I go and talk to those people first, then our candidates come along behind us. They knock doors and they then they're able to say, I represent what you just heard about from that group. 
So the power of you talking is the most important thing that we can do here today. The power of us standing out here and talking in public when people in Albuquerque, they think uh, that we ought to be embarrassed to be Republicans. They think that we ought to be ashamed and they're trying to push our voices down. I'm telling you, no, now is the time to lift your voices up. You see the chaos that they're creating worldwide. I have never seen anything like the debacle in Afghanistan. They just asked on KOAT back here a few minutes ago. I said it was worse than Saigon by far. I was in Vietnam at that period of time. It was worse than Benghazi. But you remember Biden was in office vice president when Benghazi happened. They let the ambassador get killed the first time ever that one was killed like that. And then they act like it was some, what, video? I'm sorry, they let that happen. We had gunships that were there available to be deployed. They could have stopped it, and they didn't. I'm telling you, they gave the enemies $85 billion worth of armament in Afghanistan just now. Over 300,000 assault rifles, thousands of M50 machine guns, they gave them 20 million rounds of ammunition, and those bullets are going to be fired at our friends, at us. They are able now to operate from a whole nation, from Afghanistan, and they will be exporting terror that you and I can't even imagine. The Chinese, I'm sure, are waiting to get their hands on 33 Black Hawk helicopters, the latest technology. And that was all stuff that Biden walked away from and gave to the communists there. It is the worst geopolitical thing that's happened probably in two or three generations. And we're going to have to fight those weapons and those terrorists now because they turned them over. But the press was asking, what are we doing out here today? We're doing one thing out here today. We're convincing people that if you want to change in the crime, if you want to change in the jobs, if you want to change in your future, if you want to change in your schools, you're going to have to vote red. You're going to have to vote Republican. 90 years of control under Democrats, we know what they bring. They're going to bring us more of it. I see where they introduced a couple of crime bills now in the legislature. Susanna tried for eight years to get them focused on crime and they wouldn't do a thing. And now they're not, they don't care to do anything about crime. They just want the bills where they can tell you they're doing it. We're on to the game. We're not buying the crap that they're selling. And we're going to vote Republican. And we're going to get out. We're going to register friends of ours who are Democrats. We're going to register people who are not registered at all. We're going to be knocking doors. In the last two years leading up to this last election, we knocked one million doors here in New Mexico, the Republican Party did. We made two million phone calls. We did that with a core of 1,500 volunteers, 400 every weekend working so you didn't wear your volunteers out. We did all of that with people here in this state. I will tell you that if we will keep our head up, keep our chin up looking into the future. We got down, I will tell you the truth, I got a little down after the last election like you too. I was angry, I was frustrated, I was scared at where I was going. But I understand politics, I understand one thing. When you're up, you're never as far up as you think you are. And when you're down, you're never as far down as you think you are. And so if we will keep that in mind as we go into this two-year cycle here, if we keep that in mind, if we get our friends to show up to vote, if we're out knocking doors and registering, if we believe in what we're doing and we're talking to our friends at church and at the school, if we're talking to our families who don't agree with us, if we're explaining patiently what the conservative values are, faith, family, freedom, then I will guarantee you that we're going to do tremendously well in this coming election. They've already had a couple of, of, of watershed moments in the nation. Down in McAllen, Texas, 85% Democrat, 85% Hispanic. It was the seat of where they wanted to take over Texas. Democrats spent $400 million in this last election cycle trying to take over the state legislature in Texas. They didn't take a single seat with $400 million. 
But then this special election came along about a month and a half ago, two months ago, and for the first time in their history, McAllen, Texas, elected a Republican as mayor. I will tell you that that sent shockwaves through Washington. It sent shockwaves through the Democrat Party. But then just about a week and a half or two weeks ago, in Connecticut, we had a state Senate seat. That state Senate seat voted 27 points for Biden six months ago, eight months ago. It just elected a Republican into the state Senate in a special election. I will tell you that the watershed moment is here. It just takes us to believe it. It takes us to work it. It takes us out there. You've got great candidates coming up here to speak. I want you to support your candidate. I don't care who you get behind, because if we'll get behind our people, and after the primary, if all our candidates come together, we are going to elect Republicans for the first time in a long time here. We're going to control the House of Representatives, and we're going to get that lady out of Santa Fe. She should not be governor anywhere, especially here. We're going to get rid of her. God bless you all. Thank you very much. Keep it up. When I return, I'll be discussing fake news or not on Inside New Mexico. National Guard and Reserve members are true leaders, both in the military and in the workplace. They are highly skilled and get the job done every day. Employer support of the Guard and Reserve, ESGR, can help you recruit top-notch service members to your workforce. Hiring Guard and Reserve members is good for your business and good for your community. Visit esgr.mil employers to learn more. We are back on Inside New Mexico. When Donald Trump ran for president in 2016 and continuing to this day, he contends that the mainstream media's reporting on him is fake news. And if you only watch the mainstream media, you might think Donald Trump is paranoid or crazy. However, you may change your mind when you listen to what I'm about to play. This is a montage of news reports and talk show hosts from the day Donald Trump announced he was running through the primary, and right up until he is sworn in as president of the United States. So, Jenny, could he actually win? No freaking way! <laughs> he will be tempted to run, be predictably shellacked. Do not tell me that Donald Trump is in this to win this, okay? He's a sideshow. This is going to turn a three-ring circus into a freak show. He's not running for president. He's running for keep me famous. I thought this was maybe some strategy for a new reality show. How should Republicans handle Donald Trump? Uh, ignore him. And Donald Trump is not going to be the nominee of this party. Well, I don't think it's likely that Donald Trump will be the nominee. Well, I, I do based on your theme, believe that he's here to stay for a while, maybe through a few primaries, but he is not going to be the nominee. Well, I'm going to support the Republican nominee, and I'm comfortable that it's not going to be Donald Trump. There's not going to be a President Donald Trump. <laughs> um, that's not going to happen. Donald Trump will not become president! He's not going to be president. He is not, Donald Trump is not going to be president of the United States. Take it to the bank. Okay. I guarantee it. All right, all right. You think if he becomes the president here, make, make it great, because the states is already gone. I think that man will be president of the United States right about the time that spaceships come down filled with dinosaurs and red capes. On that note, Tom. <laughs> Take it Thank from me. How about that? And then, of course, there's Donald Trump. Donald Trump has been saying that he will run for president as a Republican, which is surprising since I just assumed he was running as a joke. So when you stand and deliver that State of the Union address, in no part of your mind or brain can you imagine Donald Trump standing up one day and delivering a State of the Union address? Well, I can imagine it uh, 
in a Saturday night skit. I continue to believe Mr. Trump will not be president. He will never be president of the United States. And uh, we better be ready for the fact that he might be leading the Republican ticket next. <laughs> I know you don't believe that, but I want to go on. <laughs> Sorry to laugh. Okay, here we are. And which Republican candidate has the best chance of winning the general election? Of the declared ones right now, Donald Trump. And so, right now, Mr. Trump, to answer your call for political honesty, I just want to say, you're not going to be president, all right? But, but, but come on, come on, buddy. All, let's say, cow poo poo aside, there is zero chance we'll be seeing you being sworn in on the Capitol steps with your hand on a giant golden Bible. I'll make a prediction, though, for you. And I, I don't really get into predictions much, but this one I'll go way out on a limb. Donald Trump will never, ever be president okay. of the United States. That Trump should not be in this race. He's an absurdity. He is a travesty. Donald Trump will never be elected president of the United States. Donald Trump is a here today, gone tomorrow candidate for president of the United States. Donald Trump is not going to be president of the United States. Uh, ever respectful of the fact that the people have not voted, he's not going to be president of the United States. Let's be clear. Donald Trump will lose the election. I mean, he had a really good chance to be different and really have a chance to change things, but yeah. he, he doesn't do the work. He's lazy. We talk about him every day and we continuously bash him. He's not going to be the president. He... Don't worry about it. <laughs> It has to be a wake-up call to the Republican Party. Uh, despite Boris thinking that Donald Trump could win New York, like this, the, the presidential race is over. It just, just, could I just cut through? I have one thing to say, one thing only. And that is that this race is over. Tomorrow morning, the money will dry up. The Republicans will start to hide. Trump has no place to go. This race, effectively, as of tonight, is no longer a presidential race. I will get, I mean, everything I know about presidential politics, and I've been through five of them. I've never seen one like this. This race is over. You might as well accept it. And the question now is, how do you minimize damage? And the only way you can do that, it seems to me, is to try to grab hold of some old conservative value things and do what Mondale did in 84, which is try to save a few people down ballot. But as far as Donald Trump's concerned, it will never, ever, ever happen. Our new NBC News Survey Monkey poll is out today. It puts Hillary Clinton up by 10 points over Donald Trump. And this is not the first poll since the conventions to give Clinton a double-digit lead. This is actually the fourth. Four polls that have Clinton up by more than 10 points, or at least 10 points. Dain, the kind of lead she has leaped out into, in, into this race, you could see other states that suddenly get crazy, states you wouldn't have even imagined, like a South Carolina, even a Texas, they could at least become competitive. And what it would mean, doesn't mean Hillary Clinton's gonna win all of these, it means we could have more competitive states than we ever imagined. That's the way to lay the land right now at this low moment for Donald Trump. We'll be back right after this. We are back with David Undo P. Plough, the man who says Hillary Clinton has a 100% chance of winning. So that means that, means that no scenario that we could lay out to get Donald Trump to 270 electoral votes is something he would buy. So we thought we'd get David in here to look at those scenarios that the Republicans are talking about, citing them as a potential path to victory, and explain to us why they are not just implausible, but impossible. 
And if you look at Wisconsin, the Marquette poll came out yesterday. Yeah. She's up six points. She's up four points in our polling in Pennsylvania. If she keeps those together, all she needs is New Hampshire, and she puts the race away, and she's up there. Well, so again, that's the whole Colorado. I mean, for them to look at fortune, uh, to and it is true, fortune favors the bold. Yeah. If the Comey bomb didn't get them where well, they that's, need that's to the be, that really is the question, right? It's um, it'll be interesting uh, tomorrow night. I think when Hillary Clinton. Uh, wins that Donald Trump will have lost this election from the very first day he announced. If the numbers bear out what we're seeing thus far, Hillary Clinton will win Florida. And the delicious irony in this is that Donald Trump will have been kept from the White House by a big, beautiful brown wall. And CNN projects Donald Trump will carry the state of Florida, Kentucky, Indiana, West Virginia, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, Kansas with its six electoral votes, Nebraska with its five electoral votes, and Wyoming with its three electoral votes, North Dakota uh, with its three electoral votes, and South Dakota, Texas, Arkansas, he has now taken the lead. Donald Trump has 128 electoral votes. Louisiana, the state of Montana, Missouri, Ohio. He has 167 electoral votes compared to Hillary Clinton's 109. Idaho, North Carolina, Georgia, Iowa, Utah, Wisconsin, Arizona. Uh, but we should really just take a moment here and look at this. Holster has predicted that Hillary Clinton was going to have not just a victory, uh, but that she was going to win uh, an electoral landslide. Not only is that not happening, it is entirely possible that Donald Trump is truly redrawing the map the way that he said he was going to. It was Donald Trump versus almost all of the experts, and as of right now, it looks like Donald Trump was right. Donald Trump has defeated Hillary Clinton to become president-elect of the United States. Sorry to keep you waiting. Complicated business. Complicated. This is not the outcome we wanted or we worked so hard for. And I'm sorry that we did not win this election. I love this country. The shockwaves from Donald Trump's victory continue to be felt across America and around the world. Donald Trump wird der 45. Élu Donald Trump, président elect Donald Trump. Everyone was wrong. The backlash begins. Some magazines are facing big embarrassments today. Newsweek had already shipped out this cover, Madam Secretary, but quickly had to change it to this, President Trump. Please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear. That I will faithfully execute that I will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States, the office of President of the United States, and will, to the best of my ability, and will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States, the Constitution of the United States. So help me God. So help me God. So now, maybe you have some insight onto why Donald Trump calls the mainstream media fake news. Interior Secretary Deb Holland got married and violated the state health order at her wedding. We'll have that story and more coming up on Inside New Mexico.
Attention, New Mexico veterans. If you were honorably discharged from the U.S. Armed Forces, you've earned state and federal benefits, and the New Mexico Department of Veteran Services is standing by to assist you. State benefits include a veteran's property tax exemption, education and training, and transportation services. We can also assist with claims for federal VA benefits. The state of New Mexico and this radio station thank you for your service. More information at nmveterans.org or 1-866-433-8387. Welcome back to Inside New Mexico. Last week, Congresswoman Yvette Harrell from the 2nd Congressional District of New Mexico toured Holloman Air Force Base to see how Afghan refugees were being vetted. Texas Senator Ted Cruz toured Fort Bliss, where Afghan refugees are also being housed. Here's that report from KFOX News 14 in El Paso. Last 48 hours, more Afghan refugees have made their way to the borderland as part of Operation Allies Refuge. KFOX 14 News of 5's Vanya Castillo joins us live in the newsroom with the new developments that we've learned tonight. Vanya. Texas Senator Ted Cruz was in the borderland today. He participated in a roundtable with local business owners and toured the Doña Ana campsite at Fort Bliss where Afghan refugees are being housed. His visit comes two days after El Paso Congresswoman Veronica Escobar visited the site. Department of Defense says over 2,100 refugees are being housed there, but they're prepared to house up to 10,000. Cruz says he saw dozens of tents in the process of being built to accommodate the refugees, but he says he's concerned the refugees aren't being vetted enough and are able to leave the base freely. Fort Bliss leadership is informed that those refugees have been vetted, but the location where they are at Fort Bliss is not secure. Every one of those refugees can choose to leave at any moment. And a number of them are choosing to leave, whether to go to downtown El Paso or somewhere else. There are no constraints. Escobar, who toured the site earlier this week, expressed that the vetting process for the refugees is quite intensive. She also says many of these refugees who worked alongside our military service members have been vetted years before they ever set foot on a plane on its way to the U.S. The folks that put on those planes had been vetted before they got on the planes because they they worked in collaboration with the American government so they had to be vetted in order to work for the with the government and they were vetted again before they got on the plane just to clarify the refugees at the base are not being detained they're being provided military housing and they do they can choose to not step foot in a military base when they come to the u.s reporting live from the newsroom Vanya castillo kfox 14 news at five back on august 19th three officers were shot one injured in a shootout with a suspect in albuquerque one of the officers that was shot was critically injured this week, his wife spoke out in a press conference in Albuquerque. She blames Mayor Keller and the police chief. Here's the story from KRQE News 13. A few weeks after the police shooting here, Officer Verbeck's wife is going after APD Chief Harold Medina and Mayor Tim Keller. She was upset and angry, saying she's holding both of them accountable for Albuquerque's crime problem. I am here to let people know that I am now your worst nightmare. You will not use my husband or the other officers as your political black backdrop. Trina Verbeck took to the podium outside City Hall this morning to air all of her grievances with APD's chief and the mayor. She addressed short staffing issues and is urging elected leaders to take action to address the crime plaguing Albuquerque and the state. It was on August 19th, police say Officer Verbeck and another officer responded to a robbery and found the suspects near the Dutch Bros here off Mountain and Juan Tabot. Shots rang out and Verbeck was left in critical condition after being hit in the base of the neck above his bulletproof vest. 
A total of four officers responded to the scene. Two other officers were also shot but are now out of the hospital. The fourth officer was injured by glass in the eye. It was after the shooting that Chief Medina had strong words about crime in the city. As a community, we have to draw a line in the sand. We can't think that we could assist every single individual. There are some individuals that, quite frankly, probably should stay in jail, and we can't be afraid to say that. In an emailed statement today, Chief Medina addressed the short staffing despite all of the new hiring, adding APD has to follow mandates from the DOJ reform effort, meaning they can't put every officer in the streets. He says, quote, we're also not going to politicize the criminal acts that hurt our officers or criticize anyone for their political choices. In a separate statement, the mayor's office says we need more of a commitment through the criminal justice system to fight crime and keep the community safe. On August 28th, former Congresswoman and now Interior Secretary Deb Holland got married to her longtime partner Skip Sayer at an indoor wedding held at the Hyatt Regency Tamaya at Santa Ana Pueblo, just north of Bernalillo. We congratulate the happy couple and agree with their right to not have to wear a mask when they got married. That's right, pictures on social media showed the bride and groom and many of the guests not following Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham's health order to wear a mask at public events indoors unless eating or drinking. Interior Department spokeswoman Melissa Schwartz said guests had to be vaccinated to attend and wear masks per CDC and New Mexico guidelines. When reporters asked about her not wearing masks indoors, the whole time, her office did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Here's remarks from Deb Holland back on August 4th. Hi everyone, Secretary Deb Holland here. I hope you're having a great week and that you and your families are healthy, well, and happy. Today, I want to share some insight as we all consider our future of work. I don't know about you, but last week it was hard for me. Having to put a mask back on again, even though I'm vaccinated, to protect those who haven't been and I understand if you're feeling a bit deflated, too. I'm not only feeling deflated, Deb, I'm also confused. If you would like to find out more about what's going on with the Republican Party of New Mexico, check out the website at www.gopnm.org. The party has a Facebook page and a Twitter account. The handle is at New Mexico GOP. If you'd like to talk to someone in person, call party headquarters at 505-298-3662. That's 505-298-3662. For Steve Pierce, I'm Derek Underhill. We hope to meet with you again next week right here on Inside New Mexico.